Hello, my renegades. Good morning. What's up? <laughs> Terrence is here. <laughs> um, how is the snowstorm treating you? It is windy over here uh, where we live. And yeah, there's snow coming through the cracks of our windows. That's fun. Crack kills. You're dumb. <laughs> You're dumbass. <laughs> I can tell this one's gonna be a fun episode with my husband's commentary in the background. But anyway, it's Renegade Times, so yeah, let's do it. There was somebody that commented, you know, shout out Lauren, you know, yeah. Anyway, uh, she, she said, that was the worst interview ever. She's like, I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but that was the worst interview I've ever heard or I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, okay, honey, do you feel good about yourself being a troll? I mean, I'm the troll patrol, bitch. Shut the fuck up. Suck my gillyweed. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm just saying. This is the reason! Well, there's many reasons, okay? I'm socially awkward. I don't really need to give this bitch an explanation, okay? But... It's bitch season. It, it, it is bitch hunting season. It is bitch hunting season, people. Have you noticed? <laughs> All the bitches come out when it's fucking cold out. <laughs> no, um... I understand... Like, why she said it, of course, I can, you know, laugh it off and be like, I'm socially awkward, I'm sorry, but, um, yeah, that's it. I don't need to apologize, I don't need to explain myself. My channel is growing. If you don't like it, you can go somewhere else. You don't have to leave mean comments like that. Because I will shout you out. I will proudly shout you out as the asshole that you are. Okay? That, that's just me. Anyway, she's like, Oh, I'm not trying to be mean. Ma'am, you had the intent of being mean. Or else you wouldn't have said that you weren't trying to be mean. So, you could have just said that could have went better. You know? But it's cool. It's fine. Okay? Have a Merry Christmas. Or a merry bitch miss, whichever one. You know who are bigger bitches? People in politics. So let's just get right into it. Yes? Alright. Okay, and another thing, listen, I watched Avatar 2, okay, and then later on, I find out that the Revenge of the Sis decided to cover a story about somebody on Twitter bitching about the fact that there are white people impersonating, impersonating people of color in that fucking movie. Ma'am, they're blue! They're blue! Shut up! Apparently, every shade of color except for white in the crayon box just counts as African-American to everybody now. God forbid somebody decides to make green people and is like, Oh, guess what? You used a white actor for that. Like, bitch, 
I've never seen a green African-American. I'm sorry. Or a blue one! I can also understand that, yes, they have worn, like, dreads and stuff like that. They did wear they, they wore dreads and, and braids like and curls. Well, some of them were African-American. That's the thing. But the thing is, is that, for one, I know for a fact that you're actually complaining that, who was it? Who was it? Kate Winslet? Kate Winslet was in there. She was one of the main characters. She's English, by the way. Not technically white. Okay? Alright. Sam Worthington is Australian. Uh, Australians wear dreads sometimes. Get the fuck over it. You know Stop what? gatekeeping you know hairstyles. If, if they didn't wear dreads, you and if they didn't wear that stuff, people say, "Well, oh, why are they? Why are they acting so white? They're whitewashing, even though they're blue skin." So make up your damn mind. Quit trying it, to. They're trying to race and culturize. Cult, cult, what is it? Culturize. Cultural appropriation. Yeah. Tr stop trying to do that because it's it's exhausting. It's it is exhausting. Not everything is political. Sometimes we just want to like escape into our own fantasy world and, I'm, and, I'm black, and not care. And, and I'm black and white. My dad was straight black. Like black is like charcoal black, and my mom was white. Is male white. So yeah, I'm a graham cracker. <laughs> and I'm his Nilla wafer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, bottom line, okay? If, if, if that's the case, can we create some frosting in there? Oh my God. You're grounded! Go! <laughs> Go away! <laughs> no, bottom line, okay? Quit gatekeeping hairstyles because somewhere in some other culture besides African American culture, Somewhere out there in the world, somebody lighter than you has had that hair color or had that hairstyle before. So shut the fuck up, sit down on your ass, put some butt hurt cream on your ass first, then sit down, okay? Just rest. Calm down, it's fine. Okay? Okay, I'm done with my rant. Let's go into politics. I'm sure I'll rant a little bit more with that shit, but okay, let's go. Okay, apparently Joe Biden forgot to say Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's like a child that Christians believe is their God. He said that? Something like that. Look, Biden delivers Christmas address without mentioning Jesus by name. A child Christians believe to be the son of God. Okay, sir. President Joe Biden delivered the White House's uh, Christmas address <clears throat> Thursday evening and failed to mention Jesus by name or Christ while doing so. I wonder why. Um, that's not surprising because a lot of people, especially in the media, who, like, make money off the media and stuff, they're like, you're not allowed to say Jesus Christ. Well, go ahead and go wait. Jesus is not even the real name of the Son of God. It's Yahshua and Yahweh. There's many other names that you could say. <laughs> Jesus Christ is just the Catholic way of saying Yahweh. There's no letter J in the Hebrew alphabet. So, just say Yahweh. Anyway, um, <clears throat> how silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given, Biden began. You're so poetic, you raisin. 
There is a certain stillness at the center of the Christmas story, a silent night when all the world goes quiet and all the glamour and the noise, everything that divides us, everything that p pits us against each other, everything, everything that seems so important but really isn't, this all fades away in stillness of the winter's evening. <clears throat> I think somebody wrote that for him. And he had trouble reading it. <laughs> Biden then referred to Jesus Christ as a child Christians believe that the, uh, to be the son of God, but failed to actually mention his name. And we looked to the sky to a lone star shining brighter than all the rest, guiding us to the birth of a child, a child Christians believe to be the son of God. Miraculously now... I mean, it would have been really easy just to say Jesus, but of course, it's the White House. They have to get political, they have to politicize everything, even the name of Yahweh, but <clears throat> the fake name for Yahweh, anyways. But uh, miraculously now, here among on Earth, bringing hope, love, and peace and joy to the world, Biden said. It is a story that's 2,000 years old, but it's still very much alive today. Just look into the eyes of a child on Christmas morning or listen to the laughter of a family together this holiday season after years after years of being apart. Is he, is he just like skipping in speech for a reason? Because I kind of feel like he's like, after years, after years of being apart. I'm sorry. <clears throat> the president has repeatedly claimed he is a devout Catholic. Catholic. Um, despite his support for leftist policies that go against church teachings. You know, it, religion doesn't matter to them. They just want to say that I'm a Catholic or a Christian just to get the Christian vote or the Catholic vote, or whatever the hell they are, to get that type of group's vote in order for them to, you know, stay longer in office or stay longer in the house or what have you. It's just how they operate. They're lying. It's, I mean, have you really, do we really, are we really surprised at this? Like, do we expect anything less from the White House? Um, Pope Francis has referred to Biden's statements on his faith and his stance on abortion as incoherence. Well, that's interesting. I have never actually agreed with the Pope. <clears throat> Biden stressed unity in his address, which means after 18 Senate Republicans joined with Democrats to pass a massive ominous spending bill that is loaded with ear marks caravouts and favors for numbers for numerous lawmakers including 1.2 million for the LGBTQIA pride centers uh, the bill also provides almost half a billion dollars to border security in several Middle Eastern and North African countries <clears throat> okay
Okay, before I read this article, I just want to say that exercise does help get you better from sickness. Uh, there was a time when I had a sinus infection and I beat it because I started working out more. It builds your immune system, so this article that I'm about to read has some logic behind it, so I don't know why they're mocking this person for saying this, but <clears throat> Wapo uh, mocked for eye-opening study saying exercise limits COVID risks. So, the Washington Post took a virtual beating on Thursday over an article detailing the results of an eye-opening study that compared exercise habits to coronavirus outcomes. Regular exercise protects against fatal COVID, a new study shows. The headline read, and the article went on to lay out some of the findings of the study which was published December 14th in the American Journal of Preventive Medicine. According to the study, which looked at uh, data from nearly 20,000 adults in Southern California, um, adults who exercise 30 minutes almost every day were up to four times more likely to survive COVID infection than those whose lifestyles were uh, sedentary. <clears throat> it turns out exercise is even more powerful than we thought with regard to COVID said the study's senior author Robert Salas who is also a clinical professor in Kaiser Permanente Permanente Permanent Bernard J. Tyson School of Medicine in Los Angeles I have heard that um, California is one of the healthiest states just because they have a lot of like different ways of losing weight and different ways of eating and different lifestyle choices and stuff like that at the ready in front of them. So it, you know, I'll give California that, but exercise had such a profound impact according to the study that even those who only worked out for 11 minutes per week saw lower instances of hospitalization and death in those who did not exercise at all. Critics qu uh, quickly swarmed on Twitter mocking the post for being late to embrace what many had believed to be an obvious conclusion even as cities and states had lockdown gyms and even outdoor playgrounds. Remember when they closed the gyms? Author Max Lagar Lagavier tweeted. Okay. I like the fact that somebody made attention, like got attention to this, because some of y'all are dumb as hell. Okay? I I I I'm sorry, but some of you are stupid, okay? Some of us in America, don't know that exercise actually helps our body in many different ways, okay? Some of us would rather stay woke folk and be like, get your shots, get your vaccines, and let us be part of, you know, the Lucifer race and shit. 
instead of actually going out and doing something for themselves, you know, like getting a job and going to a gym and exercising and shit, you know, they'd rather just stay in fear and be a subject to the government. So it's like, no matter what anybody says, somebody is going to complain about it. So apparently it's obvious to y'all that everybody should be exercising and working out because it helps keep viruses away. Well, yes, no shit, but some people don't know shit. So, I mean, what what are we supposed to do? Just just let those people who don't know shit not know shit? Anyway, actor and comedian Rob Schneider added, surprise, surprise, healthy people less likely to drop dead. Well, yes, sir. Anyway, let me get this straight. Uh, we mandated vaccines even though widely known they don't stop spread because we must unburden the hospitals. Yet we locked people in their homes, closed gyms because we wanted to burden hospitals. Stunning act of journalism. Anyway, I don't know. Like I said, there's some dumbass people out there in America that just don't want to do shit. They they want to stay poor, fat, and stupid. That's that's why there are people that would rather take a pill or take a vaccine because it's the easy way and they can call themselves healthy when they're still poor, fat, and stupid. So, I am just flabbergasted <laughs> at the fact that even people want to heckle somebody spitting the truth because some of y'all need it. You do realize obesity is a pandemic in itself, right? Like, morbid obesity. But, you know, it's whatever. Some of y'all just want to take the easy way out and take the vaccine because, oh, exercise is hard. Anything worth having, especially a healthy body, worth working for. So you want to die or do you want to live? That's basically what you're- You're choosing to die by just taking the vaccine and not doing anything else. But this is something people with functioning brains know in March 2020. Instead of talking about the vaccine nonstop, we should have been talk telling people to put down the junk food and go for a nice run. I agree. Um, Special Forces veteran and UFC fighter Tim Kennedy added, Those of us not profiting off people being sick or living in fear have been saying this for two and a half years. Glad you finally joined the party. Yeah, I mean, I understand why some of these people who have like made comments about this are upset because... Some of them aren't heard and they're ignored because people do want the easy way out. They want to take a pill. They want to, you know, feel better. And it's like putting a band-aid on an open wound. Like, like a gash of a wound. It's not helping, you know. Putting a band-aid on a huge, like, ass scar that the band-aid is not going to cover is not going to help. It's just like that. A pill, sometimes, 
or a vaccine is the same way. You can't put a band-aid on someone who's been gutted. Okay? You need serious help. That's my analogy. But um, Exercise in almost any amount reduces your risk of being hospitalized or dying of anything. The fact that government's experts finally admit this after two years of trying to convince us the answer is to stay home and take a big pharma products shows how much we can trust them. Spike <coughs> Cohen concluded. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, people. Get up and move. It's good for you and, you know, it may be hard at first. I know, I know I've talked about this in my last episode about exercise and stuff, but it's good for you. Your body's meant to move. So go out and do it. Probably not now because it's snowing and it's very windy. Do it in your house. <laughs> okay, so here are some of the most harmful words that Ruth Bader Ginsburg left after she died in her playbook. L listen, rest in peace, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's terrible! Oh, that, <laughs> that could not have been more poorly timed! What the hell? Oh my god! Okay. Uh, excuse us. For the crazy um, outbursts we had, <laughs> um, apparently we've got cabin fever already in this snowstorm. But Stanford's new harmful word list is right out of Ruth Bader Ginsburg's playbook from 45 years ago. What? Earlier this year, Stanford University released a harmful words list that includes dozens of everyday sayings and verbiage that is deemed hateful or for one social justice warrior reason or another. <laughs> for many, it was a sign that the left had gone one step further into insanity. Unfortunately, what kind of speech code, or that kind of speech code, is nothing new. In fact, it seems to be ripped right out of the state Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg playbook from 45 years ago. Anyway, the official title of the Stanford Project is the Eliminate Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative. Um, and build as a multi-phase, multi-year project to address harmful language in IT at Stanford. Okay. Babe. The list included suggestions such as ditching the word blind study and instead saying masked study. What's so offensive of blind study? Is it offensive for blind people to hear that? Cause I'm sure- I don't know. 
I have only met maybe what like one blind person before and it was my papa and he did not give a shit <laughs> he didn't give a shit he didn't get really offended by anything why well according to the Harvard of the West the frowned upon word is unintentionally uh, perpetuates that disability is somehow abnormal or negative furthering an ableist culture Ugh. Oh, that's what I think about that. Anyway, um, doesn't really matter. Uh, at some point, I expect somebody to say, mask study? That's offensive for people who wear masks. We're being shamed every day by Republicans. Like, oh my god. I, I expect that to happen, though. I do. Because none of y'all woke folk Little Muppet cows are never satisfied. You're always offended, running around saying, I'm traumatized. I'm this, I'm that. I work in the mental health field. You getting the wrong shot of espresso in your fucking Starbucks is not traumatizing, stupid. You're just being a crazy white woke folk. Most of you are white. Because you want to be included in Black Lives Matter and all this other shit. And you're just like, I'm traumatized. Uh, Just like everybody who's, you know, in the Black Lives Matter. No, you're not. Shut up. I want Sephora now. I want Sephora now. Why don't they have the shade of my skin? You guys are racist. I have never heard a generation like this complain so much. You guys are going to go far in life, but you're not going to be very liked. What? I complain a lot, though. I mean, you're my husband. I mean, you only complain to me. You don't just go out and be like, I'm traumatized because, man, I didn't get the right order. (laughs) You gave me the wrong order. This is... This is racism. <laughs> now it's oh, because it's called blind people, just means that you're going to be under a study and you won't really know what kind of study or survey you're going under. That way they can get the real, the most real reaction and response from you to work out whatever behavior or character you have. That's just how they do study. So stop it. Has nothing to do with that. I'm just tired of the little woke folk Muppet cows running around going, Moo, give me attention. Stop it. Just because your mom and dad did not give you enough attention when you were a child doesn't mean you need to be demanding it from everybody and every stranger out there. Okay? Stop it. Then it suggests ditching words like powwow and even the word of What's wrong with powwow? What is powwow? How is that offensive? How is powwow offensive? I need to know. Is it is it because it's offensive to dogs to hear that because they go bow wow or something? Bow wow wow. Yo, yippee yay. My dogs cry with me now. 
I'm just so I'm I am very I'm astounded. What is wrong with powwow? And even the word American. Okay, the word American it just describes the country that you're in. So what what the hell are you gonna call yourself? A white person? A black person? Are we going back to the times of segregation where we're not even calling ourselves American, we're just gonna call ourselves by our color? Because that's what it looks like, you know. Anyway, it also instructed those using the manual to avoid gendered language in essentially all forms of communication, saying male person instead of male ma Who gives a shit? Guess what? Do you know the word woman has the word man in it? All feminists, go crazy. I just hit the cray button for you bitches. Okay? Go ahead and make another word up for wool man. I would love to know your suggestions. Actually, put them in the comments below after, like, I put them here. Give me the most ridiculous fucking name of all time to um, describe a woman. Because apparently the word man is in your name. In your gender. So, guess what, woman? Woman! <laughs> Go find yourself a new goddamn name! Damn! Male man, male woman, who gives a shit? You guys are getting offended and finding hills to die on left and right. Shut up! The attempt to control the conversation is nothing new. As mentioned, RBG, as she is affectionately known by her fans, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, okay, um, go the co-authored she co-authored a book on the topic in 1977 called sex bias in the u.s code <laughs> shut up ruth even be on the grave you're still talking somebody should have duct taped your mouth before they buried you i'm sorry that was insensitive i apologize <laughs> Thanks to the classic newsletter from conservative icon Phyllis Schaffley in 1993, Americans are known or are warned that RBG's radical views would be uh, a detriment to the nation as she was being nominated to the U.S. Supreme Court by President Bill Clinton. You mean the, the, the baby fiddler? You know, because he likes to touch little girls, too. But, yeah, it's okay to make a joke that Biden touches girls, because we all know that. He even sworn in the new reps and started touching their kids. So, but we, ne we never see Bill Clinton getting involved in that shit. How does it happen that the Supreme Court nominee, whose only experience in private in private law practice was seven years uh, as general counsel to the ACLU. The ACLU needs to be just burnt to the ground. It just needs to be. It just needs to be. It came to be praised by almost everyone as a moderate and a centrist. Uh, 
the mother turned activist said the Phyllis Shafley report for 1993 my theory is this just proves how easily men are fooled by a skirt <laughs> what true but <laughs> um, they deducted that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is moderate because she isn't a loudmouth frizzy haired bra burning street demonstrator woke folk muppet cow yeah yep true <clears throat> I don't know about that. I don't really agree with that, though. Just because she's soft-spoken doesn't mean that she's not, you know, a crazy bitch. But, in fact, Ginsburg's writings uh, betray her as a radical doctrinaire feminist far out of the mainstream. Um, Are we surprised? The conservative said at the time she shares a she shares the chip on her shoulder radical feminist view um, that American women have endured centuries of oppression and mistreatment from men. Men are receiving much more mistreatment from females because of the shit that you guys are doing to men, okay? I see what you crazy females do, okay? Okay, I've seen a bitch paint with her period blood and say that it's art. You're nuts and you're disgusting. This is why I don't have a lot of female friends. Because the, most of the time, listen, the female friends that I got, I ain't talking about you. I love you very much and you're badasses. But anybody else outside of that small circle are batshit crazy, okay? You want to paint with your period blood. Tape pads. Use bloody pads to your husband's faces. That way they, you know, understand somehow how you feel whenever you're on your period and all that shit. That's not gonna help. That's just gonna make him not like you anymore. Like, the fuck? And, oh, I'm so sorry. Listen, I'm gonna call out the other bitches. You know, the ones that start with a W. You know? Y'all put period blood and come and spit in your husband's food to control them. Okay? That's, a, that's called a spell, stupid. It's a spell. So stop. Men are not your puppets. I'm tired of this feminist shit. I hate feminism. I am an equalitarian. I believe that both men and women are equal. I don't believe that I should be a feminist in order to express the view of equality because now feminism is all about wanting to control men and masculinity. They've done that. They have proved that they are batshit crazy by burning their bras, taping pads to their husbands' faces, and pissing their pants, okay, in front of people and screaming bloody murder for no apparent reason, in the middle of a public place. How is that helping your cause when you do all of that crazy shit? It just makes you look like a goddamn dumbass. 
The sex bias in the U.S. code. Okay. Her co-author suggested that the U.S. remove more than 20 words or phrases from all U.S. laws and substituted them with the sort of language advocated by the Stanford University. According to Shafley, the activist-turned-judge went far beyond changing merely language in sex bias in the U.S. code. Ginsburg also advocated an entirely gender-neutral society in which women were drafted to combat prisons were sex-integrated, prostitution was legalized, and practical elimination of single-sex organizations and places of education. I have to read that again because I don't believe what the fuck I just read. Gender-neutral society in which women were drafted to combat. Don't we already do that in the National Guard? There's women Marines out there. There's women in the military who fight war. That's not... That is not an issue anymore, stupid. Prisons are sex-integrated, meaning men and women would both be in prison together? You do realize it's not an actual prison when you do that shit, right? Everybody's gonna be raped, murdered, and killed, okay? Women are gonna be... You, you are back asswords, ma'am. The reason why they're sex separated is because there would be much more problems. There are men in jail that like to rape and mutilate women. So if men and women were in the same goddamn prison. You honestly don't think that a man is not gonna, like, stalk a woman and be like, oh, I'm gonna rape and mutilate her in her cell, and no one's gonna do anything about it because the law has actually said that this is allowed. Stupid. Prostitution was legalized. You do realize that sex workers don't always work individually. They actually have a pimp that abused them. It's called sex trafficking. You're you're promoting that as well? You're promoting sex trafficking as well. I don't care how you spin it. I don't care if a woman works independently. She's disrespecting her body. She's just disrespecting herself. I don't give a shit, okay? Don't like it. That's my opinion. You can take it however you want. I don't give a shit. Okay? But if a woman actually has a pimp, okay, that's called human trafficking, okay? Nowadays, we have, like, um, OnlyFans where people can take pictures of their pussy and feet, you know, and get a profit for it. And they, that's all they have to do. That's all they have to fucking do is that. They don't actually have to go and work and have a purpose in life. They could just sit on their ass and take pictures of their feet all, all day. Call me old-fashioned, but that's not a fucking job. You're being a whore. Prostitution was legalized. Okay. Yeah. And the practical elimination of a single sex... Of all single sex organizations and places of education. All practical elimination of all sex... What does that mean? That there would be co-ed locker rooms in, in places of education? Okay, yeah, just turn everybody into perverts. Yeah, that sounds... That sounds great. 
Though it's doubtful, the current woke army draws their inspiration on these matters of RBG. It should be noted that all of those goals are being pushed by progressives in America as we- Yes, of course. Um, the gendered language aspect is already widely accepted, and it is only a matter of time before they start demanding the other items with the same zeal. Ideally, Republicans give more pushback to that insanity than they did in the early 1990s. That year, RBG was confirmed to be the Supreme Court, or to the Supreme Court, by a vote of 96 to 3, um, with 40 GOP uh, senators casting their support. However, granted that um, America recently had dozens of Republicans support changing the definition of marriage that dream doesn't seem likely. Worse, we have no Phyllis Shafley nowadays and uh, to sound the alarm on liberal loons either. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think after all that verbal tirade, I need to take a break, so you guys are gonna take a break. Thank you for listening. So far, yeah. Now it is on to random shit that I find interesting. So yes, hold on to your hats, if you have one. Hold on to your blanket because I'm pretty sure you're curled up in bed because you're cold. I don't know. Hold on to something because I'm on fire today. Hold on to your nuts. <laughs> okay, I have found an article and I have recently been watching Alice in Borderland which is amazing. It is, um, uh, I want to say it. Yep, it's a Japanese show, and it's dubbed in English. But I've been really into, like, Korean and Japanese, like, uh, shows now on Netflix. They have to be dubbed just because I, I don't have the patience to read. I'm sorry. It's a, that's just me. Um, but Alice in Borderland is amazing. So... Um, basically what the story is about is about these three best friends. They're, um, all three male. And they're kind of like the losers in their society. They don't really have anything going for them. So they end up kind of like, not running away, but they just decide to have like a fun day, all three together, like they usually do whenever something bad happens. They make each other feel better by just kind of like hanging out with each other. So one day, um... They end up in a room, and they end up being transported to this um, empty version of Tokyo. And they have to compete with other players. It's almost like Hunger Games, but bloodier and much more creative, I feel like. There's only 
um, one person that can be put on top. And so every time they enter an arena, they get uh, a card from a deck. So like if it's um, the Queen of Hearts or the Seven of Hearts, then that the Seven is like the level of difficulty and the Hearts is like, oh, they have to play with your heart. Spades is like life or death situation. Um, clubs is violence or something, and I don't remember what diamonds is, but um, every single suit has a different like uh, explanation of what they're about to do, and the number on the card is the level of difficulty. So, and it's chosen at random, and they all have to um, they either have to work together depending on like the situation, or they have to make sure that they survive themselves um, and not give a fuck about the person next to them that they're about to fight. So, I love it. And um, the director who made Alice in Borderland is also going to be directing the live action of My Hero Academia. And I don't like live actions of animes or of video games it just never works. But the director, the guy who made Alice in Borderlands, I'm already on the third episode of season one, and I am blown away. So maybe there's some hope for My Hero Academia, the live action version. Who knows? Who knows? I just love this show, so I'm just gonna um, talk about this. Alice in Borderlands season two is one of the year's best action watches. I believe it. Um, Netflix Japanese deadly competition drama delivers even more uh, viscerally uh, engaging game sequences. It's hard to wrap up a high concept genre series in a satisfying way. Um, just ask Damon Lind Lindelof, who's famously made a different TV show about characters trying to survive a brutal other world whose personalities are revealed through flashback. But while the deadly uh, Japanese sci-fi drama Alice in Borderland is not designed to have the duration of a Knott's era American broadcast network TV show like Lost, um, it does have the same kind of big plot that demands a big playoff or payoff. Um, Thankfully, Alice in Borderland Season 2 nails its ending, and then some thanks to a decisive, or if decisive, ending, incredible action, and some great acting from its young Japanese cast. If you're looking for a show to binge over the holidays, this is it. And if you're late to Netflix's sci-fi thriller, it's time to catch up. Yeah, I, I'm late. Um, I, I've seen it on my suggested page on Netflix for a very long time, and I'm like, I'm not gonna like this. I'm not gonna Oh, Sato is going to be, you know, directing this and doing the live-action image. I'm gonna have to try it. I'm gonna- that- that's what got me. I was like, let me see this dude's directional skills. AMAZING! I'm sorry. I'm- I'm being a fangirl now. Um... In season one, Netflix's, uh, viewers around the world uh, were thrust into a dystopian game world alongside protagonist Arisu um, and 
under-motivated 20-something who spends his days playing video games and hanging out with his two best friends, self-assured bartender Karab, Karubi, Karabe, and, um, shy tech worker Shota. Um, Karabe and Shota are with Arisu when he emerges from the subway bathroom to find a Tokyo cityscape mostly abandoned, save for other reluctant players who were transported to the borderland and forced to take part in deadly competitions. Each game in the borderland is designed or designated uh, by a playing card number. The higher the number, the harder the game, and the suit hearts for games of betrayal, clubs for team battles, diamonds for battles of wit, and the spades games of strength. Okay. They explained it a whole lot better than me. <laughs> um, if players clear a game, then they earn a visa, allowing them to stay in Borderland. Um, if their visas expire, the red sky lasers strike players down where they stand. Arisu's besties, Karabe and Chota, um, I'm not going to actually explain this because I, I was at season three, or not season three, but uh, episode three, season one, so I don't want to talk about what happens, um, so we're not going <laughs> to... The Borderland, by the end of season one, Arasu and Usagi have survived uh, partners and flash flood and panthers, I'm sorry, panthers, <laughs> they have panthers in there? Um, and have battled um, grief and trauma side by side. They also survived the beach, a hierarchical borderland community li living at an upscale hotel uh, and trying to gather all of the playing cards in service of sending the highest ranked member back to the real world. A season ending witch hunt gave a uh, game show, a game saw the armed faction of the beach massacre most of the residents in, uh, reveals that some of the people in Borderland are actually dealers. Okay. The face of the cards and, long, the, and the longer term residents of the Borderland who run them. So, um, heading to season two, which adapts the second half of the manga. There's a manga! Of course there is. I, I, I should not have been surprised. There's always a good book behind a great show. So, um, Alice in Borderland does it through a combination of diverse game construction, ensemble character work, and action direction that is better than most big-budget Hollywood uh, action flicks these days. I love it. It's a breath of fresh air because it's not directed by any Disney or Warner Brothers or, I don't know, uh, it's not DC or Marvel, um, what other ones? It's just, it's not 20th Century Fox or anything like that. It's original to me, and I, I find it a breath of fresh air watching foreign films now. Or foreign, um, shows. And especially Japanese or Korean. They are very, very, very creative. Um, maybe it's my third act Marvel fatigue taking uh, or talking, but director Shinsuke Sato uh, well versed in the live action feature film adaptations of manga and anime 
uh, knows what he is doing, imploding stadiums, carefully framed shots of nudist characters, bathing elephants, and tightly choreographed action sequences that um, incorporate fists, guns, arrows, makeshift bombs, and Toyota crowns. Um, Alice Season 2 incorporates it all and makes it feel seamless. Uh, the set pieces and scenes in Alice in Borderland never feel redundant, uh, despite the fact that these characters are following a basic cycle of gameplay and rest. Gameplay and rest. Um, the CGI isn't isn't flawless, but Sato more than makes up for it with the understanding of action, pacing, and emotion. The return of Yakuta Yamada as an original composer for the series doesn't hurt either. That's amazing. Um, it's a cliche for creatives working in TV today to sell their series as uh, like one big film, but season two Alice really does feel like one in its uh, scale, often in its structure. Yeah, I will say, I'm I'm still on season one. I, st I feel like I'm watching a movie because I'm that invested in the characters already. There are episode-ending cliffhangers designed to keep viewers binging, but the season is driven more by plot than by character. This isn't to say it doesn't have uh, compelling characters. This season gives us a true ensemble by bringing back trans uh, martial artist uh, Kuna, or um, as Asha, Ash, mm, Asahina, Ashahina, Aya, um, the cunning uh, Chishia, Nijiro, <laughs> Murakami, endlessly um, amiable Tata. Uh, Yaturo Watanabe, um, the forensic scientist Anne, and Ayaka Miyoshi, as well as introducing a few new characters, notably since uh, Guy Nudis Kayuma um, and Scrappy Amputee Archer Haya, babe. Um, in this newly configured team, Arisu is the one person who can see through the Game Master's uh, machinations when faced with a new level of gameplay that doesn't always come with uh, clearly designated rules. He sees logic uh, thematically uh, this season. Uh, questions why Arisu and the other characters can find a reason to help uh, to keep fighting. In other words, uh, to live in a world that uh, is actively trying to murder them. In the midst of a violent gameplay that could feel superfluously gory. Oh, I love the gore, though. It's I don't know. I don't know why. There's a there's I'm I don't know. For me, gore is something that can be done tastefully, but also violently. I don't know. It depends on me, in my opinion. Like, there are certain types of gore. Like, I can't, I can't do zombies 
I think that's uh, demented. I don't like it. I don't like seeing people eat people. That's terrible. But like shooting and like certain forms of torture is fine with me. I've seen it on shows before. So I feel like that kind of kind of balances it out, that gore in the show. But um, anyway, in the midst of the violent gameplay that could feel purposely gory, this pursuit for motivation in a seemingly nihilistic reality keeps Alice in Borderland relatable to or relatable and rewarding. It uh, grounds and gives story depth that this show would flounder and fizzle out without. I agree this is such an amazing show. Um, I recommend it because I just, I love it. I'm hooked. I've been hooked since the third episode and I think I might watch more. Anyway, um, I kind of want to talk about the whole conspiracy of Walmart because I found something on TikTok, which kind of makes sense to me, at least. And I know TikTok is not a very good, you know, reliable source for anything, but she has a very, like, I don't know, she has the story of this girl who was abducted and um, I kind of want to just let you guys listen to it. Okay, so I'm just going to let it play. We all remember when WF was selling these cabinets. Everybody went crazy across social media. We had people on both sides of the fence saying that these were children. Some people saying that people just needed to get a life. But let me show y'all this. So I'm over here doing research, as I always do. Before I, I tell any information, I always do my research. And I stumble across a story that it seems like they're trying to bury. On September 8th of this year, a 14-year-old girl showed up to a hospital in Dallas, Texas, with her hands bound and her mouth gagged. She wasn't wearing any shoes. Uh, you could tell that she had been held somewhere for a period of time. I have blurred out this image only because I want to protect this minor. I'm not really sure why her picture was even posted in the first place. When the police arrived to the hospital to question the young girl about where she, you know, been, where she came from, the young girl gave them an interesting story. To protect myself, because it, again, I do believe they are trying to bury this story. I haven't seen it on any major news outlets. I will call the company Bergmark. So the young girl goes on to explain how she and one of her good friends were inside of Bergmart shopping. She had to go to the back of the store while her friend went to another area of the store and they were supposed to meet up at the registers. While she was shopping, a lady walked up to her and pushed one of these in her face and told her to smell this perfume. And the young girl, before she could protest, she did inhale whatever was on the strip and she began to lose consciousness. But not before she got to see Someone who she stated had on the Bergmark um, attire or vest came and grabbed her and took her through the back of the Bergmark. She described how when she woke up, she was chained to other children inside of a dark basement. She then went on to describe how 
masked men came into the room and threw bags over each of the children's heads before they were transported via train to another location or another state. When they got the children to this second location, she stated that some things happened to her that I cannot say on TikTok. So I'll just say traumatizing. And then she was put on a live auction with other little children, y'all. Now, this is where it gets weird. The young girl is claiming that this company, Bergmark, who has a missing wall that everyone knows about when they walk into the store, there's a missing wall right there when you walk in. She's saying that they are using that wall as an auction list. So that's the Walmart conspiracy, people. Um, I don't know if it's true. I honestly believe that it might be because human trafficking is getting more and more clever and there have been people that have been disappearing within parks. It's everywhere. It's not just Walmart. Um, but yes, there is usually a missing persons wall. I don't know if um, there is one here locally anymore, but it would make a lot of sense because there's a lot of um, human trafficking that is going on. Um, I have heard testimonials of people who have had um, people following them throughout the store of Walmart or Target. It's everywhere and they're getting bolder and bolder. So um, the one thing that I would suggest to you guys to do is make sure that you check around your car before you get in your car make sure that there's like no unmarked vehicles or um people watching you or following you um once you get in your car go to the passenger side and get in that way and then get into the driver's side and leave that way drive around for a bit that way um you can definitely just make sure if someone's following you by car, drive straight to the police station, and that usually scares them off as well. Um, there have been many different tactics for um, people who are in human trafficking that want to traffic other people. Um, I've seen people like traffickers write things on um, the bumpers of people's cars like 1F, 1B which would stand for one female one baby and that would kind of like mark their inventory and any other trafficker that saw that on their bumper would know that okay they need to be taken, they need to be abducted uh, so if you see anything like that um, or any type of weird markings or weird things like if there's money on your windshield that's being held by your wiper, do not remove it. Call the police um, because there could be drugs like on it and you don't want to touch anything that has been drugged. Um, there could be um, a napkin stuffed in your um, handle, like in the handle of, you know, where you open your uh, driver's side door, don't touch it, 
there could be something laced with it, and you don't want to go unconscious. If someone asks you to help them just get in your car, I mean, honestly, I don't want to help anybody anymore because of what's going on now. Uh, it is just awful. Um, anybody who is in a salon, um, I've been in cosmetology and we ha we actually had to have a human trafficking course on how to spot someone who is either in domestic abuse or who has been trafficked because most of the time pimps will bring their prostitutes or the people that they traffic into salons to make them look good for whoever's paying for them that night. So, usually when that happens within a salon, if any cosmetologists never had a class about human trafficking, I'll give you the gist of it right now. Um, if there is a person next to, usually a man, uh, who is standing very close to the client while you're cutting their hair or doing their hair. Um, that's usually a bad sign, especially if they follow you to the washroom in order to like watch them, you know, wash your their hair and stuff like that. That's a big red flag. Usually pimps or traffickers won't let um, any of their merchandise out of their sight and they also just want to make sure that the merchandise or the client or the the trafficked person doesn't say anything. So, um, and usually, you know, women or children or even men, men get trafficked as well, who uh, are trafficked and are in that situation, you can pick up on their body language uh, and, you know, people will definitely show you that they're uncomfortable. So with that, I would say go to your supervisor, alert them, let them know that there's suspicious behavior with this person that you're trying to cut hair for. Make sure that the law enforcement is called in secret. Don't let the pimp know. Don't let the trafficker know because we want them to stay within the salon as long as possible until the law enforcement get there. So, um, that is the whole gist of how to spot someone who's been trafficked or who is a trafficker. So, um, and I've heard other things on TikTok, which to me, I don't know if I believe just because there are like certain hand signals, like tucking your thumb into your fist. Um, that's usually like a sign for domestic abuse. I don't know if that's relevant. I don't know if everybody knows that. I don't even know if it's true. So take it with a grain of salt. Um, but since it is, has kind of like been a, a thing, I think if you do do it, you're most likely going to get attention. Um, even if it's not a real thing, some people who have been trafficked have, or have, you know, been in this situation where they meet somebody who has been trafficked with a trafficker, uh, in the same room as them, um, like in a salon setting usually um, a hairdresser will be asked to give them an angel cut 
which uh, basically means that this person needs help. I don't know if that's actually true. I've been out of cosmetology for a while. I'm in the mental health field, which is a whole different ballpark. But um, I would just say, you know, make sure that that is exactly what that is, because there are some people who troll and say that this is what people who are trafficked say, and, you know, make sure that, just make sure that everything's correct in order for you to understand that, you know, this person's been trafficked or stuff like that. Um, zip ties around the handles of your driver's car is also a sign of someone tagging you, a traffic trafficker tagging you and saying that, okay, this person's going to be merchandise at some point, so I have to keep track of them. Anybody who's following you within the, uh, within a public place, make sure that you alert somebody, especially like maybe in a law, law enforcement. I know there's so many people out there that have problems with law enforcement. They are here to help and they have really tough jobs. Okay. I just want you guys to understand that. But, um, that's it. That's how you can spot a trafficker. That's all the information I know. Um, there all, there are, bleh. <laughs> there are also, um, things that I've seen, like documentaries and movies that I've seen where some people, some traffickers will set up a modeling, like a fake modeling agency in order to traffic young women. Um, they'll say, you need to pay this much amount of money and then, you know, everything will be, you know, okay. You know, they're very charismatic, they're very um, charming at first, but um, I would just make sure that that modeling agency or that um, certain agency that is going on that uh, you're interested in is actually a real business. Uh, go to the BBB uh, website and make sure it's a legitimate company and if it has been rated lower, like very low, don't trust it. Even if it is a legitimate like business, don't do it. I would just do your research. Please do your research on this stuff. Um, and, and that's it. That's the whole, um, those are different ways of how to spot a trafficker. And if, uh, there are more different things in different ways to spot a trafficker that I find out, I will definitely let you guys know. I want you all to be safe because no one deserves to be trafficked. No one deserves to go through that. And, um, it, it is, it is a heavy thing to really grasp that this is, this is going on. It's been going on. It's modern day slavery. And I just want everyone to be safe. So on a lighter note, and this will be the last uh, article I read, um, eight sneaky signs you're walking around with poor gut health. So a lot of us don't realize what our intestines really go through because they have to process good bacteria and good or bad bacteria. Um, so they, they, it works really hard guys. Um, that's why we have the small and large intestine 
and uh, they both work very very hard in the things that we eat uh, especially acidic and tomato based products um is very bad especially if you have like GERD or acid reflux or anything like that um so let's let's just see what we got here the health of your gut uh, microbiome impacts your overall health in more ways than you realize. So we're just gonna go to your more irritable than usual. So that's the first sign. Many of us know what it is like to experience a churning stomach due to stress and anxiety, but according to um, Aditya Srinivasan, MD gastroenterologist at New York's Lenox Hill Hospital. It can work in the opposite direction too. Specifically, the gut can send signals to the brain when it's in distress. Uh, he says uh, it does this using neurons um, or nerve cells that are in charge of sending signals throughout the body. In fact, there are more numerous, or I'm sorry, more neurons in your GI tract than your brain. Who knew? The gut issues can uh, certainly cause mood issues such as irritability and anxiety, Dr. Srinivasan says. You're inexplicably exhausted. If you can't stop yawning or find uh, that you're too fatigued to function normally day to day even after getting the recommended amount of sleep um, night after night an off-balanced gut might be the blame according to dr. Srinivasan this can be partly related to the aforementioned mood issues which can seriously mess with your shut-eye uh, what's more your gut isn't properly absorbing enough of the right nutrients it can lead to uh, malabast mala I'm sorry malabsorption <laughs> and negatively affect your energy levels he says you may also be experiencing some fatigue related related brain fog uh, mental heaviness memory mishaps and the like which also often link back to the gut imbalances uh, um that said, it's important to note that many unhealthy lifestyle habits can disrupt good sleep, um, so it's worth fine-tuning your sleep engine um, or checking in with your doctor before chalking it up to the gut and first or at first glance. Um, your head hurts is number three. So when gut issues interrupt your body's ability to properly absorb nutrients, it can lead to pesky headaches. According to Dr. Srinivasan, um, this may be related to the gut-brain connection and inflammation. According to the Journal of Headache and Pain, migraines are a little more complicated, but there's an association between migraines and abdominal pain. Um, the doctor explains further. Uh, the connection called abdominal migraines happens when you have migraines and abdominal pain at the same time, or sometimes periodic ab abdominal pain in the absence of headaches. Um, additionally, hormonal imbalances can trigger headaches and migraines, 
Um, they may cause gut issues as well, he adds. So, you're constipated or bloated. Yep. Um, that's number four. So, the microbial imbalances to general digestive dysfunction, poor gut health can cause constipation and bloating, um, says Joanna Salazar, MS, RDN, registered dietitian nutritionist and founder of Healing of Nut and Nutrition. Okay, I think that doctors should also be nutritionists, but then again, I think that would make them holistic doctors, right? I think, um, or at least a little bit. Um, I just think that nutrition and, you know, just general health should be useful to a doctor that is a primary care, care doctor, but... Um, but how do you know whether uh, this type of digestive woe is due to the chronic dysfunction within your gut or simply a one-time blip due to something you ate? So, if you're feeling bloated or constipated, take a look at what you ate and drank for the past 48 hours, he recommends. Um, the two full feelings uh, certainly could certainly be used by something you ate or not drinking enough water. However, if the constipation and bloating continue for more than seven days, um, he recommends reaching out to your doctor to get some answers. Number five, you have bad breath. Um, another surprising sign of poor gut health is bad breath. Here's why it happens. If you're not passing stool properly like in the case of chronic frequent constipation, it can cause buildup of toxins in the body, um, and this can result to bad breath, a top gut health clue that shouldn't be ignored. Uh, with that in mind, if your breath smells off even with regular toothbrushing and oral care, it might be time to put down the mints and focus on your gut instead. You're irregular for you. Irregular bowel movements are different for everyone. However, overall, regular can include anything from three bowel movements today per day <laughs> um, to one bowel movement every three days. According to Shrevenson, thus, um, if your frequency changes and causes symptoms or interfere with your daily life, um, <coughs> consider it a more pressing sign that your gut health needs some help. For example, a charge in bowel habits suddenly going from daily bowel movements to three times per day or once every three days is nothing. <coughs> is worth nothing says Dr. Shreeman. Okay, I'm gonna have to take a break. A voice break. Okay, I'm back. Let's see here. Number seven, you have new food sensitivities. Gut issues also trigger food sensitivities. Um, one common example is a leaky gut, which refers to the pre... pre... the permeability of cells lining your intestine. Um, the gut lining is supposed to be semi-permeable, um, as 
Uh, this allows nutrients and water from the food to the food you eat to enter the bloodstream, according to Harvard Health Publishing. Sometimes, however, the gaps between cells um, become too large or loose, um, resulting in increased permeability, which um, or then it ha then this happens. Large food particles or bacteria may enter the bloodstream. Um, resulting in inflammation. Um, this may contribute to food sensitivities, uh, which can manifest as GI symptoms like bloating, gas, diarrhea, constipation, and nausea, um, as well as non-GI signs uh, such as headaches, brain fog, and skin rashes. Oh, yikes. Okay. Your skin is acting up. Don't tell me! That eczema is a sign because it's that's terrible but anyway I, I'm pretty sure it is um, I'll talk to you guys about um, a person that has kind of like put some stuff in perspective about uh, like the gut for me but uh, your skin is acting up there are many possible triggers for skin inflammation symptoms uh, including allergies and stress um, but an off-killer gut may uh, be at play too. This is due to the link between the immune system and gut microbiome, which is essential for uh, maintaining healthy skin, according to the Journal of Microorganisms. Um, essentially, if the gut microbiome is imbalanced, it can alter the body's immune response, resulting in skin issues such as acne and dandruff. Okay. Um, in a more general sense, eating a lot of processed and salty foods can lead to puffiness, inflammation uh, throughout your body, including the skin. Mm -hmm. How to start improving your health. Let's see, eat more fiber from plants. A lot of people who have gut issues don't eat plants. And that's a fact. Um, Mostly, like, leafy green vegetables are what you want. Not only is that full of iron, especially spinach and kale, um, but it is also very good for your fiber. It breaks down um, the food in your stomach a lot better, and you have easy poops, you know? It, it's good for you. Eat raisins and nuts and apples that's full of fiber. Anything that's full of fiber is really, really good for the gut, so go ahead and do that. Go grocery shopping and get yourself some green vegetables, nuts, raisins, and dried cranberries. Yes? And <laughs> granola is a good one, too. Um, but eat more fiber from plants. A great place to start is what you're eating and drinking. Uh, one important strategy for keeping your gut healthy is consuming plenty of fiber, which is viable uh, was a vital nutrient for regular and comfortable digestion um, and present in most plant-based foods. Um, examples are high-fiber foods including vegetables, fruits, legumes, and whole grains. Let's see. Eat less processed high sugar and greasy fried food. Get out of the drive through people. It's not good for you. While you're at it, start to limit ultra-processed foods uh, that are typically low in fiber. In fact, the healthy fiber is often stripped from the ingredients uh, 
used during processing. Wow. Uh, excessively greasy and fatty foods can also lead to inflammation and upset stomach. Um, a way of actually finding out what, like, if you're not a drive through person, um, a lot of packaged foods are also processed. So I would suggest to try to minimalize the packaged food. Like, um, like the Pop-Tarts or the, sometimes cereals are really good in fiber. It just depends. Um, what's another one? Just a lot of packaged, like frozen foods and stuff like that. It's the same thing. Usually when you put a frozen pizza in the oven, it gets greasy. So that's also a fatty food that's, that's not good for you. Um, but finally starting to consume fewer added sugars since sugar actually helps feed the bad strains of gut bacteria, causing it to thrive and outnumber the healthy and helpful gut bacteria we do need. Adopt some general healthy lifestyle habits. Natural ways to support gut health include drinking plenty of fluids, staying active, and getting at least seven hours of sleep per night. Practicing stress relief is also crucial as the gut and mind are constantly communicating via gut-brain axis mentioned earlier. Physical activity can lend a hand in this area and don't forget about meditation. I have an opinion about meditation. If it's just listening to silence or even meditating on the word, that's fine. I'll promote that. But yoga, I do not. Um, I have my opinions about yoga. But anyway, and spending time in nature to relax the body and mind. Salazar says, okay, if your digestive woes persist in the midst of gut healthy habits, chat with your primary care doctor. Um, depending on your symptoms, they might refer to a, refer you to a gastroenterologist who can um, order a stool or blood to determine what is going on. Your doctor might also have you consult a registered dietitian for personalized nutrition guidance if needed. So there is a girl on YouTube. Her name is Sarah Beauty Corner. Love her stuff. Um, she also has a um, channel called Fun with Sarah. And what she does is that she kind of, uh, I want to say earlier last year, she started like inviting her viewers into her life and like her healthy habits and stuff like that. She has her own garden. She grows um, stuff in her own garden. She has um, a bunch of turmeric that she uses in order to help her gut. Um, she also drinks a thing called liquid chlorophyll, which helps you get like daily greens every day, especially if you don't like have the money to get to a grocery store or don't have the means. Um, liquid chlorophyll is also a good thing to do. Um, she makes her own soup out of the vegetables that she finds in her garden um, for breakfast every day, which is something that I would love to do because the way she does it is so easy. <laughs> um, and yeah, she says that she doesn't eat a lot of packaged foods. She has to make sure that, you know, uh, everything that she gets from the store is either organic or she has to look at the back of the package, which I know is very boring for people, but um, 
if you care about your health and you care about your body, that, that would be something that you, you should do. I'm not telling you guys how to live. I just care about you. That's all. Um, and you know, as far as me making healthy habits, I'm, I'm getting there as well. So I just want everybody to be safe within their health as well. So that is it for me. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for listening to me rant in the beginning of my episode. Um, and yeah, thank you for being patient with me as I read as well. So I will see you guys next time in the trenches. Goodbye.